0: Hello and welcome. This is Kelly Fitzpatrick with RedMonk, here with a RedMonk conversation on talent acquisition and retention, or how do organizations attract and keep top tech talent? Joining me today is Chris Wright, the CTO and Senior Vice President of Global Engineering at Red Hat. Chris, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: You're welcome, glad to be here.
0: Um, So developer hiring, training, and career paths are something that we follow at RedMonk. And we have had many conversations recently in these areas, you know, especially as the tech industry has kind of wound its way through the great resignation to the more recent waves of tech layoffs that some people have called the great reshuffle. And while I'm not surprised that a CTO cares deeply about talent acquisition, development, and retention, can you elaborate a little bit on why these things are important to you and why they're important to Red Hat?
1: Sure, well, I mean, maybe just start by a little bit of of who i am or, or what my role is at, at red hat so that kind of combination of cto and, and uh, being responsible for global engineering means i have thousands of engineers more than five thousand engineers that are part of my organization so it means i'm thinking about talent acquisition talent development and talent retention a lot uh it's you know there's there's just a lot of people and we're trying to do a lot um and you know i think it's worth noting that when you think about engineering, um, it comes in all different shapes and sizes. I mean, I'm, I'm a software engineer. And so my background is in development and I think engineering, I go straight to development, but we have um, product engineering where we're developing products, we're stabilizing and, and doing quality engineering. We're connecting with our partners and making sure we're building solutions together. We have innovation happening in Emerging technologies. We care about the security footprint of our portfolio. So the point being, there's a whole breadth of ways that we look at technical talent, uh, and I think that's important because it, you know, it's like we have to think broadly about how we're attracting all of those different types of skill sets to our organization, uh, and and it's easy to sort of get down a path that is just about developers and of course developers are important and awesome, um, but there's a whole bunch that it takes to a whole lot of skills that it takes to, to run an organization. Mm-hmm. Um, probably another thing that I think about a lot in this context is open source is just it's like part and parcel to who we are. And that means our teams work consistently in a community context with open source communities and we even do collaborative work with our partners and our mm-hmm. customers. and so. It's another way to to think about uh talent acquisition and talent development and and, and retention um and of course we've got to think about we're, we're business so we have to think about how we're developing things together with our our business units to work collaboratively to produce something that's valuable to to our customers so it just means that there's a lot more than just how can you write code that goes into thinking about the talent acquisition uh, process and and how you develop your your talent base within your organization um, and how you make sure you're keeping everybody engaged and and retain i mean there's a a lot uh, a lot going on out there and we want to be we want to be connected with our engineers
0: yeah absolutely and i love the looking beyond the code um, and coding skills kind of part of your per your perspective um, and it, from what we see competition for top tech talent including coding skills and and all those other pieces that make not only a good engineer but you know a good kind of technical practitioner um that competition can be fierce yet from what i can see red hat hires well and i have personally had colleagues from both like the tech industry and academia land at red hat in various roles Uh, to your mind what brings folks to red hat
1: i love who we are at red hat so i I would sum it up maybe really in a pithy single word of something like culture. Um, but this is about you know who we are as a, as a company and as a collect, collection of, of engineers building something and doing something together. Um, I know I'm here to just make open source ubiquitous. and I think of this as how can we use that openness to unlock the world's potential? That's kind of a lofty goal. I mean, it's a little bit out there, but it's there's an there's it's inspiring. There's a there's a great element of uh, a mission associated with that that's beyond just the business, which I think is motivating to people, to engineers who are interested in how how they can make a difference. I I think I know that's what drew me here, and I think that's something that resonates with with many Red Hatters. Um, and you know we're Surprisingly old. We've been around for 30 years. We've, we're we're big. We're over 20,000 employees, and um, we've been acquired by IBM. So there's a lot of change that's happened through our history. Um, but that focus on on open source and that sense of we're on a mission, I think, is something that that is attractive and helps us bring people in and bring great talent in. Um, I I think of us as I started here. Seventeen years ago, I think of this uh, of us as this smaller company, this scrappy company that's uh, you know really creating an impact that's just proportionate to our size. Some of that is just how we work within open source communities, and we we really are become a part of those communities, um, and that's a big part of how we're successful in attracting talent because we're visible in those communities. Um, and I think we we also have maybe taking some less traditional approaches to where we find talent. Um, There's, there's no shortage of opportunities at those top tier universities to go and do recruiting. And the honest truth is you go there and you sort of stand in line and they give you a ticket and go to the back of the queue because there's a lot of focus on finding talent from, you know, I don't know, the the MITs or Stanford's of the world. And so how we find people can be a little different. We, we've looked at different schools and been really successful at finding super motivated people. I, I put a premium on um, not just the, the talent, how, how are your technical skills, but also just the drive, the initiative, the passion to do something. I, I think that's that's really important. And you see that naturally surfacing in open source communities. I mean, I've, I've literally worked with high school students in communities who were one of the you know some of the better developers in those communities, and you, know, you can imagine a company saying, "Well, I have to wait till this person turns eighteen to hire them." And you really get this great view of of skills. Um, and I, I think those are those are ways in which maybe we're we're a little different, um, and and how we're attracting some some interesting talent. And I like uh, we've introduced a notion of an apprenticeship program. I, I like how we think about internships. You know, I think it it helps us just identify that. That combination of critical skills, I mean, we, people need to be able to do their the technical part of a job, um, but also how are you going to work within a, uh, our internal community and across into open source communities um, as uh, an, a driven, passionate person that's, that's focused on on the goals that we set. So, uh, you yeah, know, I think it's a it's a combination of all those things.
0: Yeah, and especially in the tech industry, it's kind of like whatever tech skills you have. You're going to have to update them like so quickly. So I think that that willingness to to build on what you already have and learn is something that um, I think often gets overlooked when people are are hiring and looking at risk and looking at like prospective talent. But it's so important in the long run, especially when you're investing in people, um, you know, in, in their careers.
1: I I really agree. There's one of my favorite words in that context would be curiosity. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I love to learn personally, and and having that that curiosity is a great way to. Approach your own development, your your ability to learn and adapt, because the world changes quickly, and um, even being curious about how you work with others and impact others. With, you know, just the, the way you engage with other people.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so we've ta- we've talked a little bit about how about finding talent um, and a, a little bit about growing talent, but like it is one thing to kind of recruit. Talented technical practitioners, developers—you uh, know all those other positions you talked about—but yet another to retain them and find ways for them to continue to grow their skills, especially in the tech industry where talent can be lured away not only by kind of promotions and raises, but also like the shiniest, newest, like tech that's over there, which it always looks shinier when it's not not where you are. Um, how does Red Hat go about this, and is there is there any trick to, to kind of balancing the type of work? that developers want to do that will keep keep them where they, you know, at an organization and the needs of say like product and your customers and also open source community. Uh,
1: I think it's important to look at, from this is my perspective, How what kind of impact can, can you create in your role within an organization? Um, and going back to sort of that, it's almost mission driven, Making open source ubiquitous and unlocking the world's potential—how you, how the work you do impacts the world—and in this case, we're talking about customers, and we focus on enterprise businesses. So maybe it's a little more boring than just the, the big big world out there. Um, But how we make that impact, I think, is uh, a part of the retention. Like you know, the work that you're doing creates an outcome, Uh, and I, I think of it like as a developer writing code um, you want to write, you want to know that it's being put to use. I mean, it's exciting to know that your code is literally on Mars or, you know, in a mission critical data center being a part of the, the backbone of the economy. I and mean, those are really exciting things. Um, and, and, and you know, that's the context where I think you can feel like you're, you're making a difference. Um, and then I also think that because of our, our culture of sort of open source and openness, um, we are able to retain people in that context of, the, you know, feeling connected, not just to the business, but to the to the people around you, to the customers you're working with and to the, the open source communities that you're involved in. And that's maybe contrasted with, I mean, the honest truth is we, we lose people just like any company people leave. Um, there's definitely a perception that the interesting stuff and that real innovation is happening somewhere else in a, in a shinier greener pasture um often associated with hyperscalers or startups so we, we lose people to those businesses we also have a relatively high boomerang rate and so i think one thing that's interesting is people come back because they they went there and discovered well uh, the culture was toxic that was a pressure cooker situation um i I got to work on open source code, but there wasn't really any meaningful way to contribute back to the community and everything we do has community contributions associated with it. So, um, you know, like you said, it can look shinier, um, every business, every company has some great things about them and some really challenging things about them. And, and I think we've found an interesting balance that, that really is part of how, um, we, we retain talent. Um, and I do like that notion of the impact that you create, and customers are are so important because it, you learn a lot. I mean, I've I I I really spend my time with customers on purpose uh, because I like understanding what problems they have. So you know, I've I spent a lot of time in in open source communities, and you can get disconnected from the actual problems you're solving and get into some sense of like really just perfecting the technology. Um, that's satisfying. And, you know, you can scratch an itch of curiosity for, for a while. For me, I think knowing how it gets put to use and being connected to all of that is is also important. So, you know, we try to try to make sure our teams are connected to the impact that they're creating. Um, and then, you know, we, we make sure to think about how we're delivering to customers but also creating innovation i mean we're part of communities we are part of the process the open source communities are where all of the really amazing cool ideas are coming from and we're a part of that so we are innovative and it you know may not always uh, show up that way in that kind of top level view of it's it's really just the startups or the hyperscalers that are doing this but we do a lot of uh a work together in communities that are, that are really exciting and so you know we sh- we show that we, we showcase that internally we, we talk about that um and i think all of this combined with that notion that we're we're making an impact and and through this business success we're able to invest more in open source communities and in, in the you know in a in a sense we're really changing things that's that's pretty cool that's pretty exciting
0: yeah, and I think the phrase that we hear often is like stewardship when we're talking about, you know, kind of open source communities as well. And, you know, having resources to to throw at at that, um, whether it's it's people or time or or you know, efforts towards things like documentation, which are often under resourced but like important to open source projects, I think it's so great to be able to 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 have that um and the means to contribute in those ways. As I noted earlier, I think it's a great sign when a CTO cares about hiring and growing tech talent. Um, However, executing on such an endeavor requires kind of support and leadership at various levels. Um, And to that end, what role do you see leadership development playing in all this Um, and how can leadership roles, especially those that are not necessarily managerial, which for some some tech folks never wanna be a manager, but they're okay with with like leading, you know, how can these roles themselves be a draw for top tech talent?
1: I'm, I'm smiling because I was one of those developers who never wanted to be in a managerial leadership role. And,
0: I never well, want to be in I charge am. of anything. I-
1: <laughs> yeah, so I, implicit in that is uh, as humans, we change, we, we, we grow and evolve and, and your interests change uh, and, and opportunities are, you know, can be unexpected. and It's hard to predict where you'll be in the future. Um, and, you know, in that context, I, I think leadership is, it's usually connected to managers and, and executive teams and that kind of thing. Um, I, I think about it a little differently. And, and I know at Red Hat, we, we try to approach it from the perspective that um, there are leadership opportunities in, in every role. Um, and and I, you know, I feel a little bit like you're a leader and you're a leader and you're a leader, and and I don't mean it that way, um, but just the way that you show up um, in any context, there's an opportunity to show up in a in a leadership uh, way, like as part of like who you are, the behavior that you display. Um you're you're making a contribution to a team, you're building consensus. That takes leadership skills, and so you know I think it's um, it's really important to think about how we develop those skills and and recognize that they're important. You know, we we have a, an individual contributor kind of career ladder, if you will, that um, as you grow through that through that process and are promoted into the higher levels of of being a, an engineer. Um, the types of expectations that we, we place on those engineers changes a little bit. And we think about how important your, um, your skills are in working with others uh, that, you know, that's, I, I certainly think a team with really smart people is, is, can, can do great things, um, but you can also have smart people that aren't very good at working with others. And then the team's not going to be all that great. Uh, you know, I, I sometimes use the phrase like "no jerks need not apply." We just don't need the the super. I need to be the loudest, smartest person in the room type of engineer um, always, because that can be off putting and, and really kill some of the of the the team dynamics. So that you know, again, just how you show up is a is a form of of uh, leadership and. We have training programs that help develop our leaders. Certainly some are very focused on the the managerial side, um, but some are more focused on that that individual contributor and engineering role. Uh, Within Red Hat, we use the the label distinguished engineer for one of our higher levels, and we have a leadership development program aimed at distinguished engineers that works on, um, you know, sometimes referred to as more the soft skills, but you think about Mm -hmm. How you how you connect to your audience which in some cases are deeply technical and it's all about I, I can prove to you with logic why this is the better idea in some cases you're talking to business owners who actually aren't that interested in the technical details and you still need to influence an outcome and that that process of influencing to me I, I would say is a is a, a leadership skill and Um, So I I think it's important we invest time in in helping build those skills. Um, And the other thing that I really like is leadership is a set of skills that you can develop. So some people will just come more innately skilled at at leadership and, and some will need more work to develop those skills. But it's the kind of thing that you put time in. You focus on that development, and you'll improve, and your your leadership skills will improve. I, I think about this. I I um, give a lot of presentations. I wouldn't say I'm a natural presenter, um, but through practice and and just learning, it's a skill you can develop. It, and I like I hated it in the beginning, and I'm much more comfortable now. So leadership is in that same in, in that same context. So um, you know, I think it's. We think about this in, in every way we're connecting uh, with each other, with projects, with communities. There's an opportunity to, to step up as a leader, and it, it's not confined to managers. It's not confined to the tech lead of the team. It's, mm-hmm. it's just opportunistic in, in any moment, and there's a lot of great skills that you can develop. And I think they serve you well <laughs> throughout your career, um, independent of what track you're on.
0: Yeah, and I love that idea of leadership as as a set of skills that you can develop, and not something that you're kind of boxed into or type cast cast into. Because like sometimes people feel that they're you know they've taken this one path and there's no way out of it. But um, you can you can learn new things and do new things and kind of shape your future in different ways. I agree. Um, So I think that is a a great final takeaway, that there is always potential for some form of leadership somewhere, and that leadership is something folks can develop. Um, And on that note, we're out of time, but this has been a great conversation. Chris, thank you so much for taking time out of what I assume is your very busy schedule to share your thoughts on attracting, keeping, and developing top tech talent.
1: Happy to do so. Thank you. I really enjoyed it.